which is also a seum on the laws of Beis Abchira, of the building of the Beis Amigdosh, in the Rambam, a summary of the Sikha. At the very end of the laws of the Beis Abchira, which is chapter 8, in chapter 8 the Rambam explains about the centuries, there was the guarding of the Beis Amigdosh, there were centuries placed at different locations of the Beis Amigdosh overnight, it was never left alone, and he uh, talks about that, where the places are. And then at the very end, in Halacha 11, he says that the Kayanim in the morning, they would, be, in the morning before dawn, they would check out, they would walk around with two uh, torches, and they would check that everything is okay, everything is in order. And then in the final Halacha, which is Halacha 12, he says, and this was done every night, except for Friday night. Because on Friday night, there was a difference. They didn't carry torches. They would check everything out by the light that was set up before Shabbos, that was fixed in place. They didn't carry torches. So the commentaries asked the question, why couldn't they carry torches? Since carrying a torch is really only a rabbinic prohibition. It's called a shvus. And there's a, a rule that Einshvus Bamigdash and the Beis Hamigdash they did not carry out, they didn't um, abide by the Shvus laws. There was no need for that. The Chachamim did not institute their Shvus laws in the Beis Hamigdash. And since it's only a Shvus to carry a torch, lighting a fire or extinguishing a fire is a Torah prohibition, but carrying it is only rabbinic. So why couldn't they carry torches? So the Kesser Mishnah answers that it's different because they had another option. They were able to do it by setting it up earlier and therefore they did it. They, they didn't want to violate a shvus, Or they didn't permit them to violate a shvus when there's another option. But this needs to be understood because we find in the laws of Yom Kippur that a Kayin Gadol had to go to the mikveh a number of times in Yom Kippur and if it, when it was cold water they didn't heat the water, so if the Kayin Gadol was, as the Rambam says, if the Kayin Gadol was an old person or a sick person, they would heat rods of, of, um, of iron in fire from before Shabbos, and then on Yom Kippur they would plunge it into the water, the cold water of the mikveh, to take out the chill of the, uh, of the water. And that, that is also a shvus, but they were permitted to do it because ain't shvus b'migdash. Even though the Rambam gives another option, they could have simply boiled up uh, pots of water from before Shabbos and then pour it into the mikveh and that's not a shvus. But still he says you could do either option. He doesn't say that because there's another option you don't violate a shvus. As well there's another example also in Yom Kippur that the Kayin Gadol was kept up. He didn't sleep on the night of Yom Kippur. And if, if he was uh, uh, dozing off so the young Levian would snap their fingers so that he would wake up even though snapping the fingers, the Rambam says, is a shvus, is prohibited to do it on Shabbos, or Yom Kippur, because of a shvus, they did it anyway, even though they could have kept them up in many different ways. They could have sang to him, or whatever. But still, we see that they, they, they didn't worry about a shvus, even when there was another option. Another answer that could be given is, perhaps that there's a difference. They didn't want to... When, when did they permit a shvus? Only when it was a one-time thing but they wouldn't make a regular practice out of violating a shvus in the Beis HaMikdash. Therefore, when it talks about an old Kayin Gadol or a sick Kayin Gadol, 
that didn't happen so often. So they they allowed him they allowed them to heat the water through a, by violating a shvus as well. Or in the case where the kain gadol was falling asleep, it was also not a regular thing, and therefore they permitted it. But every Friday night, the kainim should walk around with a torch, which is a regular make a regular practice out of it. That they didn't permit. Maybe that's the difference. But that can't be the answer either, because we find that by the carbon Pesach that came out on Shabbos, Erev Pesach comes out on Shabbos, you have, everybody has to bring a carbon Pesach. Part of it was that they had to flay the skin off the carbon Pesach, and every, every Yid had his own carbon Pesach, or groups together. There were many, many of them, and there weren't enough hooks on the walls where they could suspend the animal so they could flay it. So they had sticks that they would, two people would stand opposite each other, they would put the stick across their shoulders, hang the animal from there, and then flay it. But the sticks are muktzah on Shabbos. So they could have said that just put your hand onto the other guy's shoulder and hang the animal from your hand, and therefore, thereby not violate the laws of muktzah in the base range. But they didn't say that. They said you can go ahead and do a, use a stick. And the Karm Pesach even though it's on Shabbos, which is not a daily thing, it's not a yearly thing, it only happens once every few years, but it's a regular practice. So why did they, why did they permit it? Then there's another few questions about this, these two laws. The concept, the idea, the subject of the guarding of the Beis HaMikdash belongs in the laws of building the Beis HaMikdash. But the last two which are that they would check out the, uh, the examine everything every day before dawn seems to belong in the laws which talk about what was the order of service in the Beis HaMikdash so it starts with the carbon Tamid and all the things that, things that went on during the day this it would seem should have been included in those laws because it was a regular thing that happened started the day and that's where it should be that's called Hilchas Tmidin Monsafin and it would seem that that's where it should have belonged. Another question, Halacha 12, which is that they did this examination every single day on Shabbos too, except for that they didn't carry a torch. Why didn't you just include it in Halacha 11, make one out of Halacha out of it? Why separate it into a separate Halacha? So to explain, the Rambam explains at the beginning of the laws of the Beis Amikdash, of Shmiris Amikdash, See, he's, uh, the guarding that was going on he said that it's not that they were afraid that people would break in or people would uh, you know, I don't know, vandalize or whatever it is they, it was just an honor guard the thing, it was in order to elevate the status of the base of English to an honorable place because you can't compare a palace which doesn't have guards to a palace that does have guards the one with the guards is a much more honored and respected place that's the purpose of the guards in a similar way, we might be able to say that the checking, the checking out of the space of the Beis Hamikdash every morning, was not a practical thing; it was an honor thing. You want to make sure that the Beis Hamikdash is in a perfect state. That's what it is. It's another way of showing honor to the Beis Hamikdash, and that's why it belongs here, which is the chapter that talks about ways of showing, elevating the status of the Beis Hamikdash in the most honorable way, one of those things was that they checked out the area of the Beis HaMikdash every morning. That's why it does belong here. That explains also why after they finished checking, the, the Kayanim would like say, 
to each other, yes, everything is fine. How did they say it? They said, Shalom HaKel Shalom. Peace, everything is peace. That seems like a very poetic way of saying, everything is in order. Why don't you just use regular terms? Everything is in order. Because it wasn't about checking that everything was, nothing was broken. It was about make, you know, elevating the status. And therefore they used a poetic way of saying it. Peace, everything is peace. Because it's about honor rather than about practical considerations. So that explains also the uh, why they didn't carry torches. By first explaining something else, and by the mir- miracle of Hanukkah, there's a well-known question. We know, they couldn't find the oil to last for eight days. They only had enough for one day. Hashem had to make a miracle that lasted for eight days. The question is, the law is that whenever there is, everything is tomei, the, the Greeks had violated, they had defiled all the, all the oil. So there was no tahar oil. There was only Tomei oil. But when everybody is Tomei, when everything is Tomei, then we suspend the laws of Tuma. So why couldn't they just use the Tomei oil? So they answer that yes, in regards to the service in the Beis Hamikdash, they could have done it with the Tomei oil too. But because Hashem wanted to show His love for the Jewish people, he didn't want them to have to use the, the leniency of we suspend the laws of Tumi. He wanted them to do it in the most perfect way. So therefore he made the miracle that they should find that the, the Tahar oil should last for the full eight days and they wouldn't have to use that, that uh, leniency. So in other words, the service in the base of Medish can go ahead with Tomei oil, but the love of Hashem for the Jewish people didn't allow it. In a similar way, we could say that the Kayanim checking around the area of the Beis Hamikdash. Now that we've explained that it's about elevating the status of the Beis Hamikdash, the honor of the Beis Hamikdash. So, if it was just another thing that has to be done in the Beis Hamikdash, another carbon or another practice, so then yes, there's no shvus in the Beis Hamikdash. We go ahead with it as we've shown already earlier that we go ahead with it. But over here was about showing the honor of the Beis Hamikdash. That's similar to the love for the Yidin. So therefore, over there, we don't want to employ the use of Shvus B'migdash. There we want to go beyond that. We want to do it in the most perfect way. Therefore, they didn't carry torches on Shabbos in this kind of job. And that's why the Rambam makes it as a separate halacha, the fact that on Shabbos they didn't carry torches, because it brings out, it emphasizes that the whole thing that we're talking about in this chapter about the guarding that went on and the, and the checking out that was what went on was all about covet, it was all about honor and the status therefore this point that on Shabbos you don't do that emphasis, emphasizes it even more so because it shows that, on, that we don't carry torches because we don't want to rely on this kind of a leniency of Shvus B'migdash. Another point that could be made about this, by again explaining something else first. In regards to work that is done in the Beis HaMikdash, we find two opposites. On the one hand, anything that needs to be done in the Beis HaMikdash on Shabbos, like Karbonus and so on, are permitted. Not only permitted, they become a mitzvah. You have to do them on Shabbos, even though they're essentially a violation of Shabbos, shechting or whatever. On the other hand, to build the Beis HaMikdash, we are told in this week's parsha, in fact, in Vayakel, that Moshe Rabbeinu introduced the laws of the Mishkan by saying first the laws of Shabbos, which teaches 
that you have to build a Mishkan, it's great, but we don't do it on Shabbos. It doesn't suspend Shabbos. So doing the work in the Beis HaMikdash suspends Shabbos. Doing the work to build the Beis HaMikdash doesn't suspend Shabbos. Why so? And the explanation could be this. Once you have a Beis HaMikdash, a complete Beis HaMikdash, it has holiness. Everything about it becomes holy. Any act that has to be done, any Aveda that has to be done in that holy space is not a violation of Shabbos. It is a holy act. So it doesn't act as a violation of Shabbos. It's holy. But to create the place of the Beis HaMikdash, to create that environment, it only becomes holy at the end when it's all complete. So to create that holy place, you can't do it by violating Shabbos. You need something super holy in order to create a holy place. And that doesn't happen by violating Shabbos. In fact, there are some commentaries that explained the earlier question that we had about the oil on Hanukkah, why they didn't want to use the uh, contaminated oil. They say the similar idea, which is, when it was business as usual in the Beis HaMikdash, so you can use um, you know, Tomei oil in that circumstance. But since the Beis HaMikdash was now being renewed once again, they were bringing back the service of the Beis HaMikdash, they were elevating the Beis HaMikdash to its former glory, you can't do that with Tomei oil. It's a new creation of the holiness of the Beis HaMikdash. That can be done with Tomei oil. In a similar way, we can explain the uh, when we say Ein Shvus B'mikdash. When we're doing service in the Beis HaMikdash, it's a holy place. So over there, we're not worried about the Ein Shvus B'mikdash. But since the guarding of the Beis HaMikdash and the checking out of the Beis HaMikdash, these were all contributing to the creation of the elevated status of the Beis HaMikdash. There, we can't rely on Shvus B'mikdash. We can't use... Uh, employ a, a leniency in order to create a place of honor of holiness. The Rebbe connects the beginning of the of the of the Hilchos Beis Abchira with the end of the Hilchos Beis Abchira, at least from the perspective of the the inner perspective, the inner dimension. We know that the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash Arishan and the first one and the second one were not the ultimate Beis Hamikdash; they eventually were destroyed. It's only the third Beis HaMikdash, the one that Hashem Himself will build, that will be the eternal Beis HaMikdash, the third Beis HaMikdash. And it's for this reason that the Ramam concludes the laws of the Beis HaMikdash with the description of what happened on Shabbos. Because on Shabbos means the time that is called Shabbos, the time after Mashiach, after Tchiyas HaMesim, that's when the third Beis HaMikdash will come, and that will be the ultimate, the end, the completion, the perfection of the Beis HaMikdash. So one might think, thin, since everything that we're doing now is not leading to the complete Beis HaMikdash, to the perfect Beis HaMikdash anyway, so what's, what value does it have, building a Beis HaMikdash that's going to be destroyed anyway? What's the purpose? So the Rambam tells us that to the contrary, on Friday night, they didn't care, they had no light in their hand, they didn't carry light, meaning to say, and they had to examine the Beis HaMikdash with the light that was there from before Shabbos. What he's trying to say is, in the time of the third Beis HaMikdash, there is no ability to provide light because mitzvah and mitzvahs are not providing light. Now we're in the mode of receiving, reaping the rewards. And it, as it says in the Pasuk, that will be a time when we say, we don't even want this time. We can't accomplish anything. No light is provided at this time. Where does any light that's there come from? 
from the light that was set up from before Shabbos, all the Avedah that we did during the, the, during the time of Golos, that's what provides light also for the time that's called Shabbos for the third Beis Amigdash. And the same is true for everybody's personal Beis Amigdash within themselves, their spiritual Beis Amigdash, that even though we can't reach perfection now, but any perfection that will be reached when Mashiach comes will be only as a result of what we do during the time of Golos. And may we be Zeichah that it should happen speedily in our days.